Hey party people, Erin here. Uh, Just want to let you know, this is the quote unquote lost episode. I was able to recover the audio, but it's going to sound a little bit janky. Anyway, hope you enjoy. Hey everybody, I'm Bridget. And I'm Erin. And we're the Bicoastal Biatches. Why does that make me laugh every time? I don't understand. You know, I don't know. And um, I try something a little different each time, and I don't know that I love it, but it's all right. We'll figure something out. We're still new. So, it wouldn't be an episode if I didn't say, hey, what's going on, Bridget? (laughs) What's going on? So I found out since the last time we recorded that I will be returning to the office at some point in the near future. They haven't given us an exact date yet, but it will be three days a week. Um, I have my staff giving us their preferred days to come back to the office. And my boss knows I am so not happy about returning back to the office. I really, I, I just don't want to. I don't want to. I want to stay home and work from home forever. I don't mind going in occasionally, but I just, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Plain and simple. I don't care who hears it. He knows it. He knows I'm vocal about it. I just don't want to do it. I like working from home. I like not having to commute every day. You know, I've been in the office a lot the past couple of weeks because we've had some meetings going on and I have doctor's appointments that are actually set up near my office because I figured it made sense to have doctors near where I spent the vast majority of my waking hours. And uh, it sucks. And the traffic is getting bad again. And I just don't want to do it. And I, you know, the thing is, is, you know, I know it's necessary for some of our staff to be back in the office. And, you know, I, I, you know, I don't like to get into too many details for work on here but at the same time it's not necessary for everybody and i am just as productive at home if not more so than i am in the office and i don't want to do it and i want to like throw myself on the ground like a three-year-old and throw a kick and scream and throw a temper tantrum um i think that's valid i 100 percent did not want to go into the office at any point um i'd been remote for a while but then i started doing it and it got a little better and 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 i don't mind it now i like walking around downtown and stuff on my lunch break and and it's all right however i definitely would like to do partial remote partial in office i le- i think a hybrid of that would be better for me so it is mm-hmm. cool that there's a potential you might still have some time at home but yeah, it it was a rough adjustment for me when I went back. So I, I don't envy you. Um, the hardest thing for me was wearing real pants and a bra every day. So. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. And I had to buy bra extenders because I've gained so much fucking weight so that when I have to go in and put a bra on, I'm not spending money on new bras because that's fucking ridiculous because when you're of a certain size, they're not exactly cheap. And I'm like, I am not buying new bras because I need to fucking lose weight anyway. And so I bought bra extenders to make it a little easier. I mean, I am grateful, though, that it is right now a hybrid setup, that it will only be a few days a week. That is good. 
unlike you, um, where my office is located, there is nothing around us. The deer come to through our parking lot and pay visits. So I don't have a downtown to go walking around, which I think if I did, it would have been um, a little bit easier because at least there was, you know, some type of civilization. But there's no civilization near us. Uh, you have to get drive at least 10 to 15 minutes to get anywhere. And um, it sucks. I mean, it has been nice seeing some people a little bit. <laughs> um, but for the most part, I, I have not missed it. I really haven't. I really haven't. I mean, like the other day, I you know, I got up. And by the time I left, you know, got the, got myself settled to leave home and, you know, I had to feed the cat. And then we have a routine where we play for some time. And if I don't play with her, she doesn't adjust well. And then I had to sit in traffic and drive there. And my day started an hour later than it would have if I was at home. And I like my sleep. I'm not getting up much earlier than I am currently getting up just to get to work early. It's just not happening. And then you got to drive home and the commute. I mean, when I used to take the trains, when I used to work in Midtown Manhattan, I didn't mind doing the commute in the sense that I could sit on the train, I could read the newspaper, I could fall asleep. If I had, if there was actually a seat on the train, I could fall asleep and take a little nap. I didn't mind that. I, I loved reading the newspaper on my way into work every morning, but like, you know, I'm driving, I'm driving there back and forth. And I mean, the only advantage of it is getting to listen to podcasts or using that time to make phone calls. So it's, it's going to be a crude adjustment for me. It's going to be an even worse adjustment for my cat who is used to having me home pretty much all the time. And when I'm not home, she's pissy. So that's going to be interesting to see how she responds to it. So I got to do it. I, I don't have a choice. And I'm sure once I get back into a regular routine, I'll be fine. It's just getting into that routine again. It's been too long without it. I feel like there's going to be just tiny clumps of sassy fur all over your house. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The, the, I, I, I had the carrying case out for like a week because I really thought she was going to end up bleeding. And I think I figured it out is if I either don't play with her for her morning um, breakfast, because what happens is I put the food down and then we play for 10 minutes and we do that for breakfast and dinner. I feel like if I don't play with her and or if I am in and out of the house multiple times during the course of the day, that's when she's pulling her fur out. And the other day I didn't play with her and I went out for a second time during the course of the day and I walk and I literally open my apartment door and there's a clump of fur on the floor. And I'm just like, oh, my God, this poor cat, this poor cat. It kills me. It kills me. And, and um, yeah, I don't I don't envy that because. That's I mean. I'm sure the first time you found a chunk of her fur, you were like what the actual fuck is this and what's going on? And now that you know, it's worse because it's, you know, it's not something you can just snap your fingers and she won't do. It's, it's a complicated issue. It is. I mean, when I adopted her, cause when I adopted her, it was last year, she was seven years old when I adopted her. Like they had told me she does this thing and they, and it's referred to as fur mowing as in like mowing the lawn, except they're mowing their fur. Um, 
and they thought it would go away once she was away from the other animals in the shelter and once she was settled. And I think what's happened is, is it's developed into a, um, a bad habit, like with us biting our nails. So when she's anxious, instead of chewing her nails, she chews her fur out. And she'll go weeks without doing it. And then all of a sudden she go, gets into a phase and she does it. And I have her on medications. I, they, I was actually on the phone with the vet the other day. And I have this lotion that I have to put on her once a week that she despises. And as soon as she hears me pull the medicine out, she knows what's coming. And um, they're like, oh, well, why don't you put it on a damp rag and and take the rag and wipe it down her body? And I, and I literally started cracking up. I'm like, have you read the file on my cat yet? And the girl started laughing. She's like, yeah, there's a big little yellow highlighted section on the front thing. We sort of know what we're dealing with. I'm like, yeah, her name is Sassy. She lives up to it for a reason. <laughs> So I'm just dreading even I, I bringing a fucking damp rag near, the, near this cat. That's going to be an impossibility. But I'm going to have to try it, and I will probably have more bite marks and end up in the hospital at some point or another. Okay, well, obviously, I'm hoping you're not in the hospital because that's not an ideal situation to uh, to have happen. But I do hope that, you know, with time, she'll probably slowly become more comfortable and less neurotic. Hopefully. I hope so. I hope so. I hope so. You know, well, all my cats I've had since they were kittens and they were never neurotic like this. And, you know, this is this is what happens when you adopt a pet who was abused for five years and then lived in a shelter for two years. You know, you just you don't know what you're getting. And I love her to death. And I think sometimes she loves me when she's not biting me. <laughs> but, um... You know, it's the other that you have to deal with that's so difficult. Well, let's switch over to something that brings us joy. Please, please do, because I had no idea we were going to go there, and I'm going to get upset. So, please, some joy. Give me some joy. Give me some hope shots there, Erin. Well, so we have quite a few voicemails from Yay! our listeners, and I thought maybe we could jump into those, if that's all right with you. I want to hear some voicemails. I, I, I am dreading it and excited and all of that at the same time. Well, so uh, we we have a listener, Todd, who uh, we know through some other podcasts and stuff, and and he has graciously agreed to be the fuck and dick counter for us. Well, he he called in twice, and oh God. Um, so I'm I'm gonna play those voicemails, and okay. uh, and we can listen to them together. Now I have heard them; Bridget has not. So okay, Let's take a listen. Hello, Bridget and Aaron. It's Todd, aka Brown Santa, UPS guy, whatever the hell my alias is gonna be referred to as for your guys' podcast, but I just wanted to leave a little message to let you know, yes, I did survive episode four and did not unsubscribe with all the tampon period blood talk, you know, it was a rough go for those few minutes of getting through that part of the podcast, but you know, being 42, you just get used to that shit after a while. I mean, hell, I've had experience at not physically having periods, but you know, getting the late night tampon runs. But anyways, just wanted to tell you ladies that 
keep up the good work. Loving the Bicoastal Biatches podcast. And I'll be leaving more messages and interacting with you ladies. And love you both. Keep it up. Later. Aw, we love Todd. Todd is so sweet. He's such a, he, Todd is really such a good guy. He, he really is. And thank you so much, Todd, for the love and the support. And your wife is so incredibly lucky that you do the tampon runs for her. So that's fucking awesome. And thank you so much. I got to say, I was, I was impressed on the tampon run thing because that is no man's favorite job. No, 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 no. no. Definitely not. Well, so Todd, thank you. Uh, we're just going to call you Todd because that's your name. Uh, and for now, for now, I mean, maybe at Christmas time we'll call you Brown Santa. Uh, that's because he works for UPS. Uh, I can't remember if he mentioned that or not in the voicemail, but uh, that's not like a we're not being gross anyway. All right, so let me go ahead and I'm gonna play Todd's other call real quick. Hello, ladies, it's Todd again. Just wanted to let you know that. I'm taking the job of counting how many times you say dick and fuck seriously as I've already gone through and listened to episode four yet again, which was brutal, but a job is never done unless it's done correctly. I've also gone back and listened to the coming attractions trailer and also episode one. And next up is episodes two and three to get those tallies and I will post the results as soon as I'm done with that and be looking forward to episodes five and so on. But yeah, I got you guys covered on that. I guess you can call me Tallyman Todd or whatever. That sounds really fucking lame. Anyways, keep it up ladies. Love you guys. Okay, well, uh, that was Todd, and uh, I guess henceforth, I dub the Tallyman Todd. Uh, it has a great ring to it. I'm sorry you said it sounded fucking lame, but now your official title for our show, Tallyman Todd. You, you agree, Brandon? Absolutely. And listen, if that fucking dude is willing to go through and count our fucks and dicks and fucks and stuff. And listen to the period episode twice. Very impressive. Very impressive. I have to give him credit for that. Very I'm impressive. Sorry, ladies, but he is not single. So he's not. He, he is, is not. a lovely woman. And uh, yeah. Okay. Well, so that was so that's Tallyman Todd. Uh, welcome to our <laughs> team. You have officially been indicted into. I don't know. Let's move on. I have <laughs> two other voicemails because we had been talking about nicknames, which is perfect segue because, you know, now Tally Mantod has his nickname. Uh, so these are two people that listen to the show and they each have called in with their own stories. So let me go ahead and get those going here. Okay. Hi, Bridget and Aaron. It's Colin here from the UK. Thought I'd give you a quick message to say, well done on the show, really enjoying it. Maybe a smidge less on the monthly flow talk. I thought I'd also give you a story from my working past. I worked in a factory, one of the engineers was Steve. Worked with him for four years. Then one day, we were working away and a bloke called him Kevin. I asked him why he answered to it. 
And his reply was, well, that's my name. In four years, he'd not corrected me on the fact that his name was Kevin, not Steve. All right, ladies, take care. Bye. Colin, 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 Colin the dude by the wrong name for all those years. That's fucking awesome. That really is. But thank you so much for the call. We do appreciate the sport, the support. And I got to tell you, I don't know about you, Aaron, but for me, listening to a gentleman refer to it as the monthly flow in an English accent just always sounds so much better than anything coming out of our mouths. But really? Colin's a great guy. I didn't think I could think a period was fucking sexy. I know, right? You, what is you it? Know a British accent on that fucking situation. And you're like, I'll take a period, please. Seriously, I'd almost want to get one again with that if I was hearing it in an English accent like that. Yeah. Uh, so, Colin, you uh, you call in whenever you want. And, and truthfully, since uh, you sound so great on the phone, uh, you can call me Steve if you want. I don't care. <laughs> I'm uh so that was really more of a accidental nickname for someone else but uh our next caller has a traumatic name that has followed or well i think it's ceased to follow him now but let's i'll let him tell you okay hey ladies this is jeff or pod of thrones on twitter um in regards to nicknames, uh, there was one that really scarred me for my high school years. Uh, I had just gone to join a youth group, and it was my first meeting of this group of teenage boys. And in the middle of the night, uh, I suddenly got a massive nosebleed. So from that point on, my nickname was Nose, which I didn't much enjoy and was very glad when I went to college and got to leave that behind. Although there was this one girl I was studying with, and I was going to ask her out, and then I got this massive nosebleed in the middle of a study session, so fuck me. Well, she never did, uh, <laughs> but at least she was nice enough not to give me a nickname because of that, so that that was cool. But yep, that's that's my story. I guess I'm at a minute, so I got to go. Bye. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. um, I am... Sorry to hear about the nose, and and more sorry to hear that she never fucked you, but her loss, right? Definitely her loss. Um, and I, I just want you to know one of my best friends in the entire universe. In fact, she helped me during COVID move, which you know, thank you, Hurdle, you're amazing. Uh, but we uh, we played hooky one day when we worked for Disneyland, and uh, we were driving down to San Diego to go to the um. I don't even know. There's this like old timey haunted house down in old town, San Diego. I can't think of the name of it now. And I'm sure people will now call in and tell us a bunch of times, but <laughs> I, uh, we were on our way down there and all of a sudden her nose started to bleed and her nose started to bleed in a way that if she, her brain wasn't hemorrhaging and pouring out of her face, there was too much blood for a regular nosebleed. And I, I always keep a few napkins in my glove box because I'm just that person. I like to know if I spill some coffee or whatever, I have some napkins. Well, she bled through all those real quick. She was still bleeding. I reached in the back. She went through two of my Disneyland costume shirts. Oof. 
and then it finally stopped but we stopped at a rest area to like get her cleaned up a little bit and stuff and i was like i'm just gonna have to fucking throw these shirts away because i don't i don't there's a lot of blood on these and so we throw (laughs) the napkins and the disney shirts and then when i eventually quit disney i mean years and years and years and years later those shirts were on my record um, but luckily I knew someone in costuming. So they, they cleared those two work shirts for me because she, she literally like, they were trash. There was Holy not shit. have cleaned the amount of blood that was happening. And this was all, while I was like, just safely trying to drive down the five freeway on the way to San Diego. We were not too far from Legoland when this like all happened. So, um, Ouch. Well, hang in there, Jeff. Nosebleeds happen to everybody. Actually, no. I've never had one. Actually, I've never had a nosebleed either. (laughs) I've had a nosebleed a few times when he was younger. So hang in there, Jeff. Sorry we've never had that. But our vaginas bleed. Yes. (laughs) Which I'm sure they want to hear about so much again. We're not going into that anymore, guys. So don't flip it off. I was just saying, like, we understand. bleed on a lot of people. Yes. Everybody bleeds. Mm-hmm. That's our message today, guys. Everybody Body bleeds. Bleeds. Well, I think that's um, the name of today's episode, by the way. I think it is. Yeah, I dub the everybody bleeds. I'm. I'm. Let's uh, let's move away from this painful topic, shall we? Yes, please. <laughs> Todd, go ahead and tally that. I said fuck twice now. Uh, all right. So thank you to everyone who called in again. Uh, please feel free to call in anything you hear that you want to join in and tell us a delightful story, or maybe you have a suggestion for content or segments that you were like, God, I've been dying to give feedback to a podcast. I wish someone would listen to my creativity. Boom. We will. (laughs) Yes, Uh, we will. But Something people seem to enjoy and I would like to delve back into is some of our, uh, some of our dating woes. Oh my God. So I'm horrible at dating. I've said this before. I'm horrible with the follow through, but I was on Tinder the other day and I'm scrolling and I'm swiping and apparently I was swiping left quite a bit, but I had to take a pause at one point. And I don't know if we mentioned the last time we talked about it, but these pictures, guys, there was this guy. I'll be honest with you. I don't even know what his face looked like. He could literally be standing in front of me right now, and I would not remember it. But what I do remember is he was in a very nice bathroom. He was in a tux, I think, if not a tux, a suit. Look, you know, looked dressed very appropriately, very nice. And what was behind him in the mirror image? That's right. Fucking urinals. Fucking urinals. Like, you are obviously in a nice catering hall or some type of fucking nice place to go where you take... I mean, like, it was a really nice bathroom. It was really a very nice bathroom. I would like to be... I would like to go to a bathroom like that most of the time when I'm in public. Beautiful. But why did you have to get the fucking urinals in the goddamn picture? Why? 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 Like, are you into fucking water sports or something? Is that what you're trying to subtly tell me? I don't know. I just don't want to see the fucking urinals. Um, I, I agree with you. And I, I do think we've mentioned this before because this is 
um, perhaps the second pandemic that's going on right now, and that's men's bathroom photos. Um, but you, when you sent me that picture, I was actually on a date, and I shared uh-huh. that photo with my date, and we looked at it together because I had also found a photo that I wanted to mention, and so we looked at both pictures together, and and he was astonished that someone would stand in front of a urinal, but he and I did discuss that we think that very likely that person got a little drunk at a wedding and was like, I look really fucking good. I should take his picture and put on my profile <laughs> and then did it. And then because boys don't check their phones as much, forgot he had a bathroom picture or guys also are the ones that usually their profile says like, I'm trying to decide what to write. I'll fill this out later. And then when you talk to them, they've been dating for like four years and never updated their Tinder. <laughs> Um, so that was, that was our discussion on that, but my picture and I sent you my picture. So you, I think you did see this, right? Oh yes. So this guy checked off all three of my least favorite qualities in a human being. He was wearing a cowboy's Jersey. Um, that's, that's not the worst thing, but they're in like my top five hated NFL teams. Uh, the only thing that would have been worse would have been a Tom Brady jersey. That would have been worse for me. <laughs> we had on this like shiny, cheap Cowboys jersey. A thick metal chain with some dangly shit on it. And then he had four guns. <laughs> he had a semi-automatic rifle behind his head and his arms up over it like he was carrying buckets of water in an old timey village and then in each hand he had uh guns and then he had a another semi-automatic handgun tucked in the belt of his pants highlighted by the white shiny cowboy's jersey and i thought wow that's everything i hate in one picture and his profile said um that he was a positive thinker. And I thought anyone that has four guns in their main profile picture is probably only positive that they're going to shoot something. (laughs) Not about much else. Yeah. You know, and I'm looking at this picture again, right? Because I, when you mentioned that the two, the the guns and the two hands, and I'm like, wait a second, let me look at this. You realize, in order for, because he's got the gun, the 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 shotgun or whatever the fuck it is that's behind his neck that he's got his arms against, right? Like as if he was like lifting up, like you know, dead weights or something, and had his arms that way. Yeah. Somebody had to put the fucking guns that are in his hands in his hands in order to get the 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 shotgun and the the. The, the guns in his individual hands. Like, so oh, he was posed. 100%. There was a douchey photo shoot that happened with, like... Oh, my God, yes. Days. Yes. And he's spontaneous with tons of empathy. <laughs> Just, yeah. So. Now, I will and, say, and I didn't send this over to you. I'm going to send it right now, actually, so that you can see it in all its glory while I talk about it. But the, this other dating picture, I found this uh, last night. I was just swiping before bed. And there's nothing wrong with this, but Bridget and I need someone to create for us the hats in this photo that I'm going to send her. Um, and I will post this up when I launch the episode because it is a magical hat 
the guys, uh, whatever. Actually, his shirt says best day ever, uh, which is not a terrible message. It's just a, it's the only reason I kept it was the hat. So. Anyway. Oh, my God. Right? We need that. Oh, hat. but I think it might say best dad ever. But the okay. hat, oh, my God, I almost, the hat actually should belong to me. Because the hat is a bejeweled denim hat with the word fuck across the, the front of it. Like, you know, where you would have a Yankee insignia. Instead, it's got the word fuck all bejeweled out. I mean, we obviously both need them. But, yes, you a little more. Yeah, just a wee bit. But, but I would get the fuck out of that hat if someone finds it. Oh, my God. Absolutely. But it's fucking bejeweled. Oh, my God. And I just scrolled in. I, I squeezed in. Yeah. And, like, some of the denim is wearing through, and there's, like, pink under it. So I wonder if it was, like, a different hat that somebody fucking not only bejeweled, but put denim on before they bejeweled it. I don't know, but we need this fucking hat. And if we can't find two of them, we need for sure at least just one, and we'll we'll share custody. Like Oh, absolutely. 75-25. You can have it most of the time, because you use the word more than I do. But You think? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, so listeners, if someone finds us these hats, we'll pay for them. We're not yes. asking for gifts. We're not assholes. We'll buy the hat. But if you find them, please tell us. We want them. Please. And if please. not, and you can make it identical to this magicness. Oh we'll my god. I need this fucking hat. I need it for when I go out to LA. I need this hat. Oh my god, we could both have hats. Because you know what happens if I show up with that hat. <laughs> oh my god i love that hat i fucking want that hat part of me i mean we wouldn't be together very frequently as uh, our listeners know we live on separate coasts but uh i would almost want one that said like you and then we would just walk in order down the street so our hat <laughs> fuck you or maybe my hat should say shit i do say shit a lot <laughs> no. Yes, you do. It would be fuck shit. That's better. I also say fuck shit a lot too. <laughs> Specifically, I say holy fuck shit. But you know, anyway. So those are the swear word hats that I discovered due to uh, a dating profile. So thanks, Tinder, for being gross. Yeah, that's scary. That is really scary. Yeah. Oh my god. So how, so with your dating, and I'm sure you probably don't want to go into too many details, um, you know, and like, I was thinking about this, you know, because why not? It's the summertime and all that other stuff, like, you know, body imaging and waxing and all that other fun shit, right? Like I wax and like, we got into a conversation with someone the other night about waxing, or at least I did. I don't know if you were paying attention to that chat the other night, but like, I'm a waxer. I get rid of my body hair and like, I don't really give a shit what any female does. You know, you want it all, you take it all, you keep it all. If you want to be hairless, like a fucking Sphinx cat, be a Sphinx cat. If you want to be a Maine Coon cat, be a Maine Coon cat with fucking long hair that can be braided. I don't really give a shit. I just know for me, I'm more comfortable for myself when I am very waxed or minimal hair. Um, and at the same time, I will also not wax for a person. I do it for myself. 
you know, like if I fucking fucking leg hair on my legs and I want to wear a dress and I want to go out and it's a little longer than it would have been, you know, I'll do it. You know, when I was 20, I wouldn't have. But now at 50, I do whatever the hell I want. How do you feel about waxing? Well, so uh, in or my, hair removal in my previous life. No, when I lived in Anaheim, uh, my roommate was my esthetician. So I Brazilian every time. I mean, my former roommate could probably draw a picture of my asshole for you. Um, <laughs> he spent so much time front and back cleaning up. And I do like the completely hairless feel. And again, that's for me. Mm-hmm. But uh, in these COVID times and and knowing that no one was going to see me naked, I, uh, I have a very 1970s situation going on. And I don't know if I should go back to Smooth Town or if I should just be my old lady self and, you know. Rock a, a 1970s, 1980s uh, bush. I don't know. Mm. It's a tough decision. It really is. Because, you know, you have to do what you're comfortable with, right? Like, for me, I like the smooth feeling. Everything comes out, shall we say, smoother. Everything is, it just feels cleaner, you know? Uh, I, will, I will say that a waxed asshole is kind of amazing. It really is. It's just a better poo. Guys, you're not going <laughs> to believe us. You're not going to want to do it. Obviously, it I'm not asking you to wax your balls because that's going to hurt. I'm not going to lie to you. None of this feels good. But there is something satisfying knowing that like those little tiny fuzz around your butthole aren't holding on to anything for later. Yeah. Yeah, it comes out very easily. It's very easy cleanup. It's so much better that way. And I tell you, getting my ass waxed hurts a hell of a lot less than getting my nether region lips waxed, shall we say. Oof. Yeah, that's uh, my my former esthetician. She used uh, hard wax mm. so that it was less painful but then everywhere else used the traditional wax. Right. And um, I just, I mean, I have to find someone out here in a new area that I want to see all my junk, right. which has their job. But like, I have, a, I have two friends that are estheticians and they have both said to me that they have seen some shit. And sometimes at the end of a day, they will say things like, I don't know how many more vaginas I can look at. So I want to pick someone that's not going to, you know, be judgy or. Right. Or, you know, maybe not like a super old person. I'm not trying to add to a tally of like thousands of vaginas for someone, maybe someone who hasn't had their spirit broken yet. Yeah, that's true. I go to European Wax Center, and hey, European Wax Center, if you're listening, you know, we'd, I'd be happy to be sponsored by you. Um, I go to them for my hair removal needs, and I've been going to them for, I don't know, six, seven, eight years now. And I started going to them because they were very, very clean. They they are very conscientious about their um, uh about sterilizing things, about not double dipping, not reusing products, which is really very important. 
because you just don't know who's been in there before and you don't want to mix up body uh, body fluids and all that other stuff with other people's body fluids and then spread it on spots, you know, whatever. But they've always very clean. But the problem is, is they're a little bit more on the expensive side. But I started going to them for my Brazilian and for my eyebrows and my chin waxing primarily because I have very, very sensitive skin and I had some bad, um, bad situations where I'd go to like the local nail salon and they'd bring me in the back and they, you know, do the waxing. And all of a sudden a chunk of my skin would be missing on my, a chunk of my skin on my chin. I couldn't remember if I said skin or chin, a chunk of my chin would be missing because they would have ripped off the skin by accident. And I was like, I'm done with this. And I started going there and it's just so clean and um, they do a really good job. The wax really doesn't hurt that much. And now because I'm getting lazy and I'm a spoiled fucking brat princess, I've expanded. So I am at the point now where I get my Brazilian, I get my inner thigh, I get my lower leg done, my lip, my chin, and my eyebrows. <laughs> I mean, the only thing I'm really not waxing at this point are my armpits. What the fuck is wrong with me? Which I gotta tell you, I did do my armpits once. Uh-huh. That's not a feeling you enjoy. Mm-hmm. I mean, none of it feels great. No one's like, hey, I'm gonna pour burning hot wax on myself and and rip it off, and that sounds fun. It it does not in the size that you have when you're doing uh hair removal waxing. Right. It's not like a fun sex kink thing. This is uh, like this is hair removal. Hair <laughs> removal, yeah. Um, but the armpit thing, I will say, so it it my armpits were less kind of like just that general girl irritated roughness. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was really nice, but it kind of hurt. And then I was just like, well, I mean, I have to. I, I still shave my legs. I shave to the knee. Um, with a, a traditional razor because I like to just constantly uh, battle with the uh, terrifying gouge cuts you get in the shower. Ouch. And, Especially um, right around the ankles. Yeah. I have a tattoo that's literally my first tattoo I got on my ankle leg area uh, was I was like, oh, I'll just get like a little pumpkin there because I had a scar because I was drunk shaving one time. Oh, not good. Out. And I like I took like a chipped beef size chunk of my ankle out. So then I got a little tattoo over it, Um, which then fun story. When you tattoo over a scar like that, they got to shove the needle in harder to get the ink into it. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, but the one thing I will say about waxing, and this is the beauty of it, is if you're consistent with it and you do it whatever amount of weeks you need to do it, the hair grows in finer and less thick. So I'm at the point now where I get my eyebrows waxed maybe once every six months. My leg hair barely comes in. When I first started waxing with European wax, I was going every three weeks. Very quickly, we bumped it to every four weeks. And I'm now at the point where I can go every five to six weeks for waxing and it makes it so much easier. So even when it is growing in, it's no, it's not like it used to be. So I'm grateful for it. 
it's not so crunchy or uh, scratchy when it grows in it it grows in baby soft um so i I mean it's it's definitely preferable i guess i'm gonna have to bite the bullet and find a local doctor because yeah but i will reiterate what erin was saying before men if nothing else just get your ass waxed you will feel so much better for it you truly truly will and it really the first couple of times you get it done it might hurt a little bit more because it's the first time but if you do it consistently it will hurt less and less uh i i concur with that i concur 100 percent with that uh well so obviously i may have alluded to some body issues here as far as being naked and you mentioned that you had also gained some COVID weight because you were dealing with your bra extenders. So how are you mentally preparing yourself for the fact that you may be naked with new people? You know, it's, it's really weird because once I'm naked with a new person, I don't think about it at all. Like I just go into like my sex mental zone and I don't think about whether they're seeing multiple roles or anything like that. It's getting to that point that's always the difficult part for me. Um, And, you know, it's for me, it's a little on the weird side because I I was once very thin where people kept saying to me, eat a sandwich, eat a sandwich. And I was actually eating and I I was still considered obese by the BMI, the body, the you know, which is just absolutely ridiculous. You know, fuck, Serena Williams, the tennis player, is considered obese if you go strictly by BMI. But at the time, when I was at my absolute thinnest, I was working out with a trainer three times a week, and I was um, five foot seven, and I was down to 150 pounds, and I was wearing like a size four, right? And I looked anorexic. People thought I was anorexic. People were concerned about me, but I was... I was still eating, but I was just, I, my metabolism had sped up and everything. And it was really nice to be able to walk into any store I wanted to, to get an outfit at the same time, as, especially as I've gotten older. And even when I was working out, like, cause I started working out for health purposes and to be more, com- you know, be more, um, healthy, uh, I've always been one of those, I believe in, you know, you have to be comfortable with your body, right? Like it doesn't, you know, weight doesn't matter as long as you're physically healthy. Because again, like Serena Williams, incredible tennis player, incredibly in shape. You know, I can't imagine what her scale says her weight is because, you know, muscle weighs more than fat, as we all know. So much more. So like, you know, it's about how, about for me, it's about having to be comfortable But then, like, I saw this picture the other day, and it was one of the stupid fucking Kardashians in a a bikini, and it was, the picture was, like, she had these stick skin legs, the picture had been photoshopped to nobody's business, next to this young woman who was going to be a fucking astronaut going to Mars, right? And the, the idea of the picture was, and the thing it said was, like, let's promote the girl who's going to Mars and not these fucking Kardashians. And I'm like looking at this picture of this Kardashian knowing perfectly well that they have airbrushed this so much 
And yet, not only is it young women who are thinking you're supposed to look like that, and if you don't look like that, there's something wrong with you. It's adult women and older women who think that, but even more so, it's fucking men who think like that, too, because that's all they see in magazines. And it's crazy. Like, you're going to have cellulite. You're going to have roles. Like, the skinniest person in the world, when they sit down, is going to have a fucking role when they sit down because you can't help it. That's fucking physics or uh, geometry or whatever the hell math science it is. You can't help it. And when they brush out the roles, there's a problem. And it really, really bothers me. Yeah, I am. Um... I'm going to go way back here in my reference, but I, around the time Kelly Osbourne was um, trying to be a singer, <clears throat> she, um, she did a photo shoot for 17. I think it was magazine. I believe I, I, it's hard to remember. That was a long time ago, but she, I remember that she was mad because they had airbrushed her because she was too fat. Mm. And I I have met Kelly Osborne and she is not by any means. I mean, I met her at that time. I, of course, she's tiny now. She's got a trainer and stuff, and she works out, and she continues to battle her addiction with food, alcohol, pills, etc. Um, so it's an ongoing progress for her. But before any of that happened, when she was just a teenager or like an early 20 something, I met her and she was not fat. She was about my size, but I thought I was fat at the time. Right. And now um, I don't, I mean, I, I still think I'm fat, but I'm not uncomfortable with myself the way I was then. And I'm not constantly, I mean, I did, my driver's license photo came uh, out looking very much like Jabba the Hutt. So I definitely have been on a walk every day this week since I received my driver's license. And I am trying to make an effort to get some of the COVID sad eating weight off. But I don't ever want to be skinny. I actually battled a little bit with, I guess, a borderline eating disorder twice in my life. Mm-hmm. Once in high school, once in my 20s. And I thought not eating and getting thin was the easy way to do it. And uh, there was a point in high school where I was eating like a tiny bit of whatever my mom cooked for dinner and saying I was super full and then eating like one ninety calorie Yoplait yogurt at work or at mm-hmm. school. Um, and I was tiny. I, I'm, But tiny for me is different than, you know, tiny for whomever. I was a size like 10, maybe a 12 in high school. Now that was 20 something years ago. So that's before the sizes continuously just kept getting bigger. Mm -hmm. Uh, So probably more like a six or an eight in today's clothing. But I, I was skinny. My graduation photos, you can see my like clavicle Mm. and it looks unhealthy. And so I don't ever want to be, you know, what is determined as my healthy BMI weight if I look gross but I'm also not gonna like wrap my life around it and uh, the 
this wise four foot six woman, this tiny person took my picture of the DMV, by the way. I'm not actually a giant evil alien slug, um, <laughs> but she was very little and she was seated. So when I first met her, I thought she was seated, but she wasn't. And then she got smaller yet when she sat back down on her stool and she took my picture and I was like, oh my God. Because they show it to you right away. They print out like a temporary, an organ. They print out this temporary card with your picture on it and stuff. It's not like the days of yore where they're like, here's a piece of paper that says you have a license. Organ is very serious. So I had this mm-hmm. grainy, fat picture of my face. And I was like, oh. And this, <laughs> this tiny, wise little woman, we'll call her a hobbit. The sweet little hobbit lady said, well, you, you're not your picture. You're you. This mm. is just to identify you and I said okay and then I thought about it on the way home and it's true I mean no one's ever happy with their driver's license photo and if you are you're a fucking sociopath because <laughs> you literally zero like they're like all right I'm gonna count to three three and then they take the picture like there, there's no good timing on a it's not a possibility um but I think that what that lady said to some extent you know you are you. You are more than just what you look like. You're all of, you know, the bits and pieces inside of you as well that make you an interesting person. If we were all beautiful and we all looked identical, the world would be incredibly boring. Yes. And I, you know what? I think maybe we should make that the friggin' title of today's episode, You Were You, because it's so true. It is so true. You know, like when I was thin, like you were saying, you know, I was happy with myself because I was feeling healthy and all of that, but I had no self-confidence whatsoever. I was still trying to be what everybody else wanted. I wanted, I was still people pleasing. I still wanted to be the, you know, the perfect person for everybody except for me. Now that I am older, I want to be the perfect person for me. And if other people fall in line with it, that's great. Do I need to be thinner for health purposes? Yes. Do I need to be healthier in the sense that I don't get winded walking up the set of stairs? Yes. That I need to make the changes for, but I need to do it for my own physical well-being, not to be liked and or accepted by anybody else. Uh And that's the difference. I am a happier person in general once I learned how to accept myself for me. And it's, it took a long, long time to get there. And when I see these pictures out there, I feel bad. I feel bad for these people who don't understand that these pictures do not necessarily represent reality. You know, it's... You know, you have the men who think it's going, you know, every woman should look like that and not realizing that that's not a real person that they're looking at. They're looking at, you know, computer science. They're looking at, you know, computer graphics, making up a person, you know, the same thing for these women who young or old who think they need to be that. And that is sad. And then the other thing that I've learned over the years is, you know, (laughs) You know, we all have different likes. You know, what's attractive to me is not necessarily attractive to you. 
you know, thank God for the fucking chubby chasers, right? You know, because <laughs> thank God, because otherwise I definitely wouldn't have a chance of getting laid at this point in time. But it's crazy what I see going on and how much damage we are doing to society by not being realistic. I am glad to see that there are more and more advertisements where they're not doing the airbrushing, they're not doing the Photoshop to, you know, so people can see what it looks like. You know, even when I do some like online shopping, they're showing realistic models. You know, they are showing models like in the plus size clothes who are not a size 10 or a size 12. You know, some of them are in their size 20s. Thank God for that, you know, to show that there's different people out there for everyone. And just because you're not a size two, just because you don't look like whoever the most popular model is today, doesn't mean you're not lovable. What makes a person not lovable is what they are inside, right? I am lovable, whether I find a, a romantic partner, so to speak, or not. I am a lovable person. And if the people who find love for me are my friends and family, that's fucking good enough. That's all I need in my life. But I have to be comfortable with who I am as a person, because if I'm not comfortable with who I am, how can I expect anybody else to be comfortable with me? Yeah, I, I'm 100% on board for that. I have, uh, as just a personal choice, a few years ago, I stopped wearing any kind of Spanx or now I'll still wear like a corset or a bodice for a costume or like a Ren for a purpose. But as far as like any kind of Spanx or smoothing or any of that shit, I, I stopped wearing it because I shouldn't have to change who I am to make other people happy. And then I've applied that to my dating life as well. In fact, um, the person that I have started you know, seeing we've been on three dates. It's not like, you know, this is not, we're not getting married tomorrow. But, <laughs> um, but he's, he's a good guy. And he's someone that I definitely want to get to know more of, but I employed a very different technique on my first date than I would have done in my twenties. Instead of trying to say, Oh my God, I love that too. Or, or whatever. They just gave him a laundry list of like all of the really terrible stories about my life, like the frozen hamster or um I'm trying to think what else I told him I voice my dog and that my dog interacts with my parents as if they were their own entity and and all those awful things about me that make me me that other people might cringe because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be somebody else to be with someone and you know maybe it took me 40 years to get to a point where I am so super comfortable with myself but he actually found it kind of refreshing and, and we've swapped stories now. I, I mean, I'm going to just mention that I'm having a little difficulty with him because he doesn't like tomatoes or avocados. So he's clearly <laughs> mentally deranged, but just um, a bit. I, I don't want to get into it too much. I told him that I would only say nice things on the podcast if I brought him up. So I will not shame him more than to say that, Tomatoes are delicious. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I think there's something to be said for kind of, you know, we're all going to have baggage at this age. There's no yes. one that doesn't have some kind of baggage or weird thing they do. Or So I just kind of, I'm laying it all out there now because 
I'm not getting any younger. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to, I'm certainly not going to change who I am at this point in my life just to spend time with someone else. That that sounds exhausting. Well, and that's the other part of it is, is to change who you are or to, to make yourself appear, whether it's physically or emotionally, to be what somebody else wants is physically exhausting. Yeah. I don't have that time or energy anymore. I got too much other shit going on in my life. Yeah. I can't do it. Don't do it, guys. Don't be somebody else. You be you. Seriously. Excuse me. I'm sorry. The episode title is You Are You. (laughs) That will work, too. I can hear that running through my head right now, but I hear it in, like, Moira Rose's voice. Ah, yes. I wish I could do her voice. Uh, But we have to be ourselves. Yeah. Because yeah. at some point or another, they're going to figure out you're not yourself. And then what happens? It's going to be worse. And it's not going to be like one of those Hallmark movies where like, you find out that like they were telling a small lie by omission at the beginning, but you still love them. No. They're going to feel like, what the fuck is wrong with this person? They're crazy. They tried to be someone they weren't just so they could be with me. Gross. And they're going to leave. Exactly. And then guess what? That wasn't the kind of person you wanted to be with anyway. <laughs> Very true. Um, I feel like this might be kind of a good stopping point. For I this think episode. so. But I, I do want to hear from you guys. Uh, first of all, if there's someone out there listening to us, what do you want us to call you? Listeners, fans of the show, friends. We got Tallyman Todd. Uh, you know. And uh, he's got a nickname, but what do you want your guys' nickname to be? I can't think of another podcast that I can use, but, uh, you know, like Kev Heads or uh, the Garmy or whatever. What do you want your nickname to be? So we have something to call you other than just the listeners. And or just uh, the Biatches. Yeah. Not all of you are Biatches, I don't maybe, think. Maybe there are baby bitches. Oh, maybe. No, I don't. I don't know if that's gonna. That's not yeah. Great. Um. Well, let us know, guys. And then, if you have any stories where you decided that you should just be you, let me know. Yes. Leave a message for us. We'll post the information up on the link uh, on the on our social media. You can find us on social media at Instagram at by Coastal Biatches. Uh, Twitter at Bicoastal B-I-O-T-C-1, but you can really just search Bicoastal Biatches as one word and you'll find us. Uh, what else are we on? I think that's our main social medias. We're not on Facebook yet. No, we're not. Oh, Gmail. You can email us. We did nice. get an email. We didn't talk about our email. We'll talk about our email next time, but we got a very, very lovely email as well this week. So that was nice. But email us at bicoastalbiatches at gmail.com. Yeah. Keep in touch. We like hearing from you. It makes us feel like someone gives a fucking shit. (laughs) You're welcome, Todd. That was one more for you. Yes. Don't worry, Todd. I'll find some more fucking fucks for you, okay? Keep that fucking counter going. 
So many fucking dicks. There will be fucking dicks everywhere. Dicks, cocks, penises. You're you want it, you fucking got it. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all we got, kids. Yes, it is. Well, until next time, thank you so much for listening to us, and we hope to hear from you soon. All right. Bye.